0: Welcome back to the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, part of the creative team here. Um, We're located in Dalton, Georgia, right across the street from Burr Park. So if you're ever looking for us, we're at the Bottom of the bank building. I'm hanging out this morning with Earl Bracken, a local musician here in town. Yeah. Thanks for coming in.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me.
0: Glad you can be here. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of dive right in from here. Uh, for those that either aren't familiar with you or are new to our podcast, tell us a little about yourself, your background, how you got started, just your story.
1: I guess what one of the things I'd love to do, I, I had multiple uh avenues that i like to express my talent in one of them being singer songwriter mm-hmm. and love to doing that can have been doing that for a long time i also serve uh, at a church i'm a minister of worship been at a church here in town for 27 years wow and uh which is in my in that line of work to be somewhere for that long is that's a uh, long it's time been a, it's been a blessing yeah uh, so kind of to
0: be anywhere. Well, it is. It I, is. To me, anyway. I'm like, I've spent a year somewhere, and I'm like, bye.
1: Yeah, but, we, we look back and think, we've, we've really been here 27 years. Yeah. Raised my kids here, and so so Dalton's become – North Georgia's become a home. That's kind of what I do and kind of why I'm here in town. Love the Dalton area. Uh, like I said, we raised our kids here. I have three daughters, and um, and they um, – have different musical skills and abilities so it was fun to use them here in town and to play with them as a dad to play with your daughters is kind of a lot of fun
0: that's so. really cool so i think
1: i've diverted from what you asked me so no, if you need to ask me the question no no, yeah. no
0: that's fine actually so your daughters all play an instrument or sing or what are
1: yeah i have two daughters that play and sing one daughter that well actually all three play uh two play piano and uh sing and in my third actually plays piano but she also plays an instrument called a dobro or resonator guitar it looks like a guitar that you flip it up with a hubcap on it i mean it's a
0: oh that's cool how did she learn to, how did she get involved in that you
1: know that's a great story i'll try not make it too long i w- i was doing a recording session for one of the songs I had written, and uh, she went along with me. She was 13 at the time, so she went along with me, and one of the girls that that I recorded with was a dobro player, and I went there to record the dobro part. And so she saw that instrument and just fell in love with it and said, Dad, I want to learn to play that. And I went, look, I played for piano lessons, I -hmm. I paid flute lessons, I bought you a flute. I'm not buying you a (laughs) dobro. So she was a cheerleader at a high school, and so they were selling ads downtown and she walked into a, one of the pawn shops and saw one and uh she pawned her flute <gasps> and uh put down money for the dobro to finish so she took it and i thought okay if she's figured all that on her own i'm gonna help her yeah and so she um played with me and recorded with me we actually went to the winter olympics in 2014 in sochi russia sochi russia did you really yeah so she played with me so it was a lot of fun
0: that's really yeah. cool oh that's, that's super interesting that's awesome.
1: It was a lot of fun.
0: Okay, I got sidetracked too. No, that's I think okay. It's, I think it's really cool that you get to play with your daughters. How often do you get to do that?
1: Now, not as much. My dobro player daughter. She's in Boston. Okay. And my other two daughters are in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. And uh, occasionally I'll get to play with them if I'm over there. And uh, my, so my daughter in Boston of... doesn't get a chance to play much anymore. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it's just kind
0: of... Oh, well. Yeah. I have to make a point to come down and get the band back together. I know, I know. Okay, so I think going back to how you originally got started playing and yeah. your background as it is a whole.
1: My, my, I came up in a musical family. My mama was an um, instrumentalist. She played piano, violin, cello. My dad uh, fronted a swing band back in the late 40s.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah,
1: but I, and so I came up listening to orchestra music. Mm-hmm. I came up listening to all the swing music of the 40s and the close harmonies. And, of course, then I was a child of the 60s, and so came up with – we didn't call it metal. It was hard rock in those sure. days. So I was – kind of had a foot in a lot of different worlds, and I call myself a music schizophrenic. Okay. Because I really like – if you if you told me you can only listen to one genre of music, I'd die. Yeah. Because I like – so they, they were my influences.
0: Oh, that's really cool. And so I
1: couldn't help but be a musician.
0: When did you start playing?
1: Gosh, uh, elementary school. Started playing piano. Took piano lessons.
0: Okay.
1: And um, – didn't start playing guitar, which is probably my main instrument now. I didn't start playing guitar until um oh maybe sixth seventh grade.
0: How many player. instruments do you play?
1: Well, I, in front I would. There's two that I would play in front of people. Okay, which is guitar and mandolin.
0: Okay,
1: I can play a few other things. Oh, the
0: mandolin is really cool.
1: Yeah, I played clarinet. I did that in in band. You had to back in those days. You, you they didn't have a guitar class at school, no. so my dad was a band director. I had to play something. It's I thought, like
0: the flute, the violin. You know, the clarinet, whatever, there's like four instruments. Yeah, you, you know. Play. Yeah. So I
1: thought, you know, look, if I play a brass instrument, most mostly guys play brass. If I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with a girl, so I said I'm gonna play clarinet, all the girls play clarinet. So
0: That's a smart move.
1: Well, how I thought it, so. How
0: did it work out for you?
1: I dated a clarinet a couple of clarinet players from time to time, but I didn't marry one. <laughs> oh, so.
0: Okay. Does your does your wife play an instrument?
1: No, she actually doesn't.
0: Okay, so she's just, she's the support.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: I love it. Okay, so what I'm assuming what you enjoy playing the most is the guitar, since that's yeah. what you've kind of gravitated towards. Yeah. Okay. In,
1: in, I'm, I'm probably an acoustic player. I can play electric, okay. but I'm really more an acoustic player. So acoustic music is what, so like maybe mandolin or guitar or anything that's acoustic. Like I love cello. In, instead of having electric bass, I, would, I like cello. Yeah. So I, I like an acoustic.
0: Cool. I like that. And you said you are. A singer songwriter as well. Yeah, can you walk us through sort of your process of like sure. writing a whole song?
1: People ask me that a lot. They said, "Do you start with words first or, or music?" And for me, I really start with melodies first. I have a friend that he does. A, he starts with a lyric, mm-hmm. and so, but I really starts with mel. I get a melody and go, like, "I'd like to do something to that." And then I do we're, we're, start with. Then I start finding a lyric or a theme that I want to write about. Okay, and that can be hard sometimes in that. Lyrics are not the easiest for me, and I have to I slave a lot. And sometimes when I co-write with people, they're coming up with lyric after lyric after lyric, and I'm just twiddling my fingers. and I feel like I'm being useless. But uh, so lyrics are hard. Although that's my favorite. When you express a good story, I'm going to date myself back in the day, many days ago. Uh, one of the country hits of the time was called "The Gambler" by a guy named Kenny Rogers. Who's oh, I'm familiar band- with yeah. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. The way he told the story in that song really got me, and I went, I want to do that. So that song probably launched me into the singer-songwriter genre where I've got a story I want to tell. I want to play it well. I want to have good music behind it, but I really want to tell a story. So that, that probably got me launched in that arena.
0: Do you often work with other musicians to create songs, or do you prefer to do it on your own?
1: That's a great question. I prefer to – I'm learning to collaborate. Up to this point, it's really been a solo thing. I've yeah. worked with myself. I might call someone and say, hey, would you do something with this – can you help me with this lyric? But I work on my own, and I've just learned that collaboration is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you mul- multiply yourself Mm-hmm. Exponentially if you can collaborate. So and I'm it, I'm learning to do that.
0: I feel like collaboration sometimes too helps get into the nooks and crannies that you can't see on your own sometimes. Yeah. Like or a different angle or, or something like that. So I always think it's interesting when when you get more than one artist together and kind of what you can come up with. So um, what is something that you've written recently that you're really proud of?
1: I actually have just released a, an album called – well, it's was a five-song called um, Flavors. And the reason it's called Flavors is because the music's so different. One song is an acoustic-based song. One song is – when we listen to it, I was, I've had three or four folks said, that's Tom Petty. I went, well, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, uh,
1: And one is a country song that I had written called No Whiskey. Every country player's got to have a whiskey song, and I'm thinking I'd love to have, write a whiskey song. But I work at a church, so I'm thinking, well, how can I write a whiskey song? And I get fired. So, um,
0: okay.
1: uh, so I came up with this song called "No Whiskey," just a love song. It's, you know, just it's just a love story. Yeah. Uh, I was at a singer songwriter event in Chattanooga. They have different artists. They they call it a shootout, and they have. Singer-songwriters, and if you win your night, they bring you back to the final show. And so, I've
0: heard of these before. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: So I, I I won my night, and so I was back for the final. And I was getting some coffee, and this lady came up. And she goes, oh, "You're the whiskey guy, you know." So it, it's just various various songs, and yeah. that's a, just a flat country song. The last song, many people might know, um, Mr. Bojangles, it's been recorded so many times. A lot of people have the guy that wrote it died during COVID. Singer-songwriter. And I think Rolling Stone magazine asked another artist, uh, Jimmy Buffett, to this. This singer songwriter was very instrumental in in getting Jimmy Buffett starting his career. So wow. he wrote an kind of like an honor. Sure, he wrote about um, Jerry Jeff Walker, the singer, and uh, in it he just mentioned that um, he was a great guy but he had a temper, and it just would flare up, and and he said, it was like inconsistent with this guy. How, how can he be so great and nice, and then he just blows up, and he ended the article saying, I think Jimmy made peace with himself, and that kind of thing, but that having a theme, like I like to tell stories. I thought, I, you know, we all know people that they almost, they seem to be an oxymoron of themselves. They'd be a great person. they they'll help someone that all of a sudden you'll see a flaw in their character and you think that doesn't mix how can that person do that sure. Yet they're so great in this area and so i wanted to write a song and um i call it it's called dark side it was a lot of fun working trying to craft the lyrics to that we recorded it, and it kind of came out country so i just, okay when i do it it's a little more acoustic
0: but, yeah so, where do you record around here, uh, Is it around
1: here? yeah okay. uh well yes and no uh there's a I hope you don't mind me mentioning his name because he, he doesn't record just everybody. He's great. But uh, Jeremy Owens uh, has some studio. I've done some work with Jeremy. I've done some work with his brother who for the longest was based in Nashville, okay. Brandon Owens. And I would work with his studio there. This last project I did actually down in Griffin, Georgia. Ran into a guy, incredible player. And, and so I actually – he was in Nashville and just said, I'm going home. And so we went home, set up his studio, and uh, – Jason Horde uh, is his name. So I I did the project with him and Griffin. I was
0: real pleased. How long does it take you to do something like this? So you said this last one that you released has five songs. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does it take from start to finish we to did release something like
1: this? This last five song we were, you know, we did it in two months. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I was thinking it was like yeah. a year endeavor or well, like,
1: and it can be. It's I already had all the songs written. I knew what okay. I wanted to do, and I had a. Di- idea of what i wanted to do and so it was just a matter of um, getting the musicians together and you know we recorded most of the basic tracks in one day and then he added some other tracks and then i went back and did the vocals in a day and you know so it didn't take long for the project because everything in my mind was already done yeah my project previously which was is called anthem and all of these, this is the same shameless promotion. No, please. I'm on Spotify, all the digital medias. Just
0: just keep self-promoting. You know, Go ahead. You like. know,
1: so I would love, you know, you can find Earl Bracken. But Anthem took me a year and a half, partly because I could only afford when I would get enough money for four hours of studio, yep. I book the studio time and I'd go up and get do as my much thing. Done. Yeah, so yep. it just took a longer time to do it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, interesting. Do you have um, anything scheduled around here anytime soon? Do you play around town? I should you know, do I there. do. It's
1: funny. Okay. I, I, that's funny. that's I like to have a feat in both worlds. I get to do the singer songwriter things, and mm-hmm. I actually yes, this um, I, I'm not sure when this podcast comes out. So it's gonna be all. I'm playing with a friend of mine at Cold Creek this saturday night on the 20th of august so um i'll sit in and do some covers with him and then i'll play some of my stuff on the own i've played at dalton brewing uh, oh, two or yeah. three times and um burr park i've been on burr park the stage uh cool. several times a lot of times burr park they'll call me to be a player or a singer or i'll fit in with someone else sometimes i'll do a song or two so there's that side and then of course a lot of times i every thursday i sing for a group of guys at a down at kelly's they get together for lunch and it's kind of like a bible study and, yeah and they have a guy tell a joke and and so i'll go do a song down there for that i enjoy encouraging them and you know sometimes I, i'll do stuff for churches and things and or help groups in town they'll i have a bluegrass. i, I sing the song singer songwriter i have three or four bluegrass instruments sometimes we'll go as a band oh cool and so um,
0: you have a lot of different things Probably too much. No. I, well, I mean, maybe depending on what you can handle. But like, yeah. yeah, that it sounds like you're just really involved, which is great. Well, it's fun. Yeah. this is. I mean, this is a great town for that. Yeah. So you have been working here and living here for 27 years. Mm-hmm. How has the community either like really supported your career as a musician outside of your job um, sure. or influenced it in any way?
1: Actually, multiple ways. The coolest way was when I got the opportunity to take back into eight years ago not seem that long my church had given me a trip to israel me and my wife a trip to go to israel
0: oh wonderful! and so
1: it was just vacation we i thought mm-hmm. and i'm and we got off the plane and we're going to the sea of galilee and we stopped the bus to get some refreshments and this guy that was in charge of the trip i didn't know him he's standing there looking out and he goes i need a bluegrass band and I'm thinking you're in Israel. I'm looking at this terrain. What? Why are you thinking bluegrass? And the lady there just said, "Well, he plays bluegrass." And so we started talking, and he was working with a uh, with a group to uh, bring a band over to the Winter Olympics in Sochi. And so I gave him a, I just happened to have a CD of an earlier project. And he listened to it, and he, they called and asked me to go. And I went. That's great, but we had to fund our. We had to foot our bill, and yeah. it was going to like. It'd be about forty five, fifty thousand dollars for me to take oh. the whole band and support team. The churches in Dalton just stepped up and and they had us come into play, the band come to play, their missions organizations because we were doing we were handing out Olympic pins. Pin trading is a big deal at the Olympics.
0: It is huge. I remember in ninety six. I still yeah. have oh, some yeah, of yeah, them. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had some pins. Uh, done up so that we could use it to share the gospel with. And so they wanted us to be like roving roving troubadours because we didn't need electricity. We were acoustic. We just set up and play. And so the churches in Dalton, not just one church, but all different denominations, they caught a vision for it and they helped me. I mean, I didn't go to their church, but they helped. And when we got over there, one person said, well, did your church send you? I said, well, no, my church couldn't afford to send us all the churches in Dalton. And they went, you're kidding me! The churches work together. Well, yeah, you know. I think about in some of Paul's writings, in he says the church in Ephesus, the church in different towns, Laodicea, and um, I felt like the church in Dalton sent me. It wasn't just one church; it was just the town, and and I was grateful for that. And then we came back; we played a lot of places. So I'm grateful for that side. I'm grateful for Dalton, but the other way, Dalton, sent me, there's a lot of good musicians in this town. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been willing to play with me, been willing to learn my music. They've been willing to um, promote me to other places. Uh, the reason I got a chance to sing at Dalton Brewing or Cold uh, Cold Creek or Burr Park is just other instrumentalists said, "Hey, would you come help us out?" So I, it's just a good camaraderie here.
0: Yeah, that's and that's like a consistent theme that I'm hearing from everyone that we talk to. It's very much like the community in Dalton is just incredible. The support for you know whether it's Musical or small businesses or Mm -hmm. whatever—it's just—it's been really cool to see, just the support, promotion, everything in Dalton. I really, really like it.
1: I I grew up all my life, pretty much in small towns. Where are you from? Oh, good question. South Alabama, North Florida. Okay, you know that that area, but small towns. Yeah, grew up in town, two thousand people. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, you know, you couldn't do anything wrong because everybody tell your parents.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, But Dalton is large enough that there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's small enough that people know you or people are willing to help.
0: Sure. Sure. I really like that. I I am not from Dalton. I'm learning a lot about it the more time I spend here. And I'm from a bigger city. I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. So the more time I spend in a smaller town, kind of the same thing. Like, you, you just get to know everyone. And it's simple, but it's so kind. So... It's really nice. Okay. So what is one of the greatest challenges you face? And these are the two questions I really love to Mm -hmm, ask for every mm -hmm. podcast because answers are so different. But what's one of the greatest challenges you faced as a musician or as sort of like growing that part of your profession? Um, And how did you or are you tackling it?
1: One of the biggest challenges for me, I think, is I'm 68. And if I'm not careful, my songs still sound like 1968, (laughs) you know, because music changes, styles changes. I still want to be true to what's in my heart, true to the kind of art that I want to write and perform, and yet at the same time, I want to grow. So the way I try to tackle that is I try to play with young folks if they'll let me. And so I actually, for years, I've been teaching guitar at Christian Heritage School. I I go out there and teach guitar to kids. I'll say, hey, what are you listening to? What do you want me to teach you? What, you know, I I can teach you songs from the 60s. What do you want to learn? So it's putting myself with people that either have different styles, play different styles, younger or hear things different, and trying to help them tell me, why are you doing it this way? And then I try to take that and incorporate it. I don't want to be a ditto of the current style. I want to take the current style and try to use the elements of it to write what I'm hearing, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like so, a,
0: staying relevant with style, like style wise, but putting your take on it, or yeah. like who you are, yeah. into it. It's like a like a tapestry, and you weave yourself into it. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So that's a big challenge. Yeah. you know, another big challenge for me too is I don't know if it's too personal. Some folks are you say, well, this is my sacred life. This is my secular secular life, and and for me, it's just all one. Yeah. So for me to, I've got several songs I, I wrote with my wife and I. One song's is called "Grits on Her Lipstick." It's about a Southern sassy woman. Yeah. Definitely not going to sing that in church as the offertory songs. Sure. You know, you know, I get that, but it was. My wife and I were in Chattanooga. We had gone, we dressed out to go to eat, and we'd gone to one of these upscale Southern cuisine restaurants, which means they charge you a big price for the entree and give you grits on the side. Yep. So she had given me her um, lipstick case to keep in my coat, and we were walking along the Tennessee River. And the sun—I mean, it was perfect. The sun was setting. You know, it was just I'm there with my wife. We'd had a great dinner. She goes, "Can I have my lipstick case?" And I hand it to her, and then I hear this very exasperating—I <laughs> got grits on my lipstick—and I thought. <laughs> Oh, there's got to be a song in that. You yeah. Know? So one of the challenges for me then is there's – I write songs that really don't – you're not going to sing in a church, yet they're about who I am. Sure. And then I've got songs uh, where I'm expressing – my relationship to the Lord. Some of those actually fit in singer songwriter contacts, and some I don't think do. So I get pigeonholed sometimes if when I put stuff out. Or if someone doesn't know me, then they go to my digital website, or they go, they'll hear a certain song, and they go, "Well, he's a Christian, quote unquote Christian artist." Yeah, yeah, I am. But then they'll hear and or "Lipstick," or they'll hear "No Whiskey," or or some of the other songs that I've written, and they'll go, "Oh, yeah, he's a secular artist." Well, I'm, yeah. So that's kind of hard sometimes, I think, for venues to go, how do I book this guy? Does he fit? You know, So finding places to play where I can sing both styles yeah, is difficult.
0: I think sometimes people forget that, especially if you have any kind of public-facing front, that mm-hmm. you're not a two-dimensional character yeah. and that you have multifacets and, and you're like, I can be all of these yeah. things.
1: And I haven't solved that one. I, I don't you know. think
0: that there is an answer. I just think you you just keep going as who you are and hope for the best. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, kind of, that's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. So. You just do the best you can. Um, okay. And then what has been the most rewarding part of your job? People. See, this is I love, this is the common answer from everyone, and I will just never get tired of hearing mm-hmm. it, but it's always community people, whatever. But is it just, is it the people you get to play with, the people you meet when you're p- playing? Yeah, it's
1: both. Okay. It's both. I have made great friends with, with musicians, and, you know, just so honored that they would be willing. I, I'll write a song and say, hey, can you put banjo on this? Or or, or a, uh, my friend David Aft, who's keyboard, he'll invite me to come in and play with some of his stuff, and I just like him, and... You know, and it's just fun to play his style of music, and he fits me in, or so I enjoy the in- interaction between musicians. Y- then you meet people that aren't music- musical at all, and mm-hmm. uh, I've become friends now with two, or three right. folks that we I met when we were in Sochi, Russia. And uh, a guy emailed me the other day, he said, "Hey, send me your new CD." You know, and, and you know, and it was fun. He he was just our kind of I mean, he handler. He made sure he set our venues up. Mm-hmm. He set our agenda for the day and everything and and so but we've become good friends and you know so that's just it's just people
0: yeah and it's cool the network that you can spread through some of these things like it's just it's great it's great well Awesome. I think that sort of exhausts my list of questions for today. Again, if you want to let people know where they can find your music, how they can book you, all of your – promote yourself. Go Um, for
1: it. I have a website that I'm working on because it needs to be updated. It's earlbrackenmusic.com, and Bracken is B-R-A-C-K-I-N. But earlbrackenmusic.com is on my website, and there's all kinds of stuff there. You can hear my music on any of the – iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube – all those places. Instagram, I'm um, hey underscore early because my name is really early.
0: Yeah.
1: like Is was, it really? Like, oh, early yeah. like early in the morning? Early morning. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm early, but, <laughs> and my family comes. So, hey underscore early. I would like to say I, I post all kind of things there. I mean, yeah. it, sometimes my pictures of my family. So, I'm, I'm, that's probably not the best way to do it. I probably should have a Instagram oh, account cute. that's just music, Let you the know. People but people get to know you. You know, so you're welcome to go there, but and follow me there, but um, you're going to get all kinds of stuff.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. No, thank y'all. We really appreciate it. Stay creative, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the HTB Creative Fuse Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. HTB Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com, creativefusepodcast.com, or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative.